Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 29. 1 Chronicles chapter 29. We're going to read from verse number 2 to verse number 9. 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse number 2 to verse number 9. We're still talking about the wisdom of building God a house. Amen. The wisdom of building the house of God, if you like. Now, this is David talking. David was about to exit the scene. David was uh, about to die, basically. He had um, ruled for 40 years, and he was getting ready to go. And they say that the last words of a dying man are very, very important because they are a summary of who they are. Am I making sense? Oh, I'm talking to a church, am I not? Yes. Why are you absent? Uh, the, the, the words of any dying man or a man who is leaving is very important. When you are leaving and you know you are going to be away for a long time, the instructions you give to your children are not instructions you normally give. You give the important instructions and you say what, are, what things are important, not what things are frivolous. Are uh, you getting what I'm saying? So I want us to read what we are about to read with this in mind. Amen. Amen. All right. Verse 2 says that now for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might gold for the things to be made of gold, silver for the, thing, for the things of silver, bronze for things of bronze, iron for the things of iron, wood for the things of wood, onyx stones for the only stones to be set, glistering stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones and marble slabs in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affections on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver, 3,000 talents of gold, of gold of offer, and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses, and gold for the things of gold, and silver for the things of silver, for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen, who the is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord. Then the elders of the fathers' houses, leaders of tribes of Israel, and captains of thousands and of hundreds, with all the officers over the king's work, offered willingly. Hallelujah. And they gave for the work of the, of the house of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 diaries of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100 talents of iron. And whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord. So the, into the hand of Jehel the Geshonite. Then the people rejoiced for they had offered willingly because with a loyal heart 
they had offered willingly to the Lord. And David also rejoiced greatly. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Okay, so I want us to look at a few things here. This is David. And uh, we know the Bible says that David is described as a man after God's heart. And we know that David in his history, when we read about him, he was not a perfect man by any stretch of the imagination. Amen. But yet God had a special affinity for him. God had a special liking and a special love for David. And you can see, as he is about to live as a king, remember we talked about the story where he sat in his house and he prepared, he said that, I cannot sit in my house made of wood, of uh, uh, cedar, whilst the house of God sits in, uh, in tents. So I'm going to build. So he called Prophet Nathan and organized for a building to be made. And Prophet Nathan said, go on, do whatever you want to do for the house of God. It's good to do things for the house of God. Because really, naturally, people don't like to give to the house of God. People don't like to uh, extend their resources to the house of God. Why? Because it, it, it feels like giving to the house of God is frivolous. That's how come we you and I will be witnesses that we give more to frivolous things than we give to the house of God. We'll give more even to old boys and old girls association than we'll give to the house of God because majority of us don't pay tithes. Majority of us, our monies, our bodies physically come here, but our monies and resources don't come here. Am I talking to somebody? Oh, you are not, I'm not in the house yet. Am I talking to you? Yeah, yeah, our resources are not here because our hearts, even though our bodies are here, I don't think our hearts are here. But the Bible talks about David and he says, look at verse 2. He said, moreover, verse 3, he said that moreover, I have set my affection on the house of my God. My affection, my love, my feeling is there, my passion is there. Amen. And so whatever I need to do, to help in the building of the house of God, I would do. Hallelujah. Oh. Amen. You're preaching. You're preaching. Your back is covered. Preach. My message is preaching. I don't know. The message is. Listen, listen. The, 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 the house of God is suffering. The house of God is weak. The house of God is not being, is not being effective and doing what it's supposed to be doing because even though we say we love the Lord, our affection for the house of God is not really what it's supposed to be. That's right. Hallelujah. I mean, look at this man. He was precluded from building the house of God. He was bad because his hands were full of blood. God said to Nathan that go and tell the, the king that he will not build for me. It is his son after him who will bear for me. If it was you and I, so if it's my son, then let me go to sleep. But that is not what David said. David said, if I will not be the one who is allowed to build, then I'm going to build support with my money. I'm going to give. You see, when you read this talent of gold and everything, it, it sounds like it's Bible. But I can break it down for you. Are you with me? I can go back to verse 2. He says that now, 
for the house of my God, I have prepared with my own resources. When he might, what is saying that? My own resources, my own wealth. It is not the church's wealth. It is not the, the, the wealth of the nation because I am the leader of the nation, but that doesn't mean that I am giving the nation's resources to the church. This is my very own wealth that I'm giving to the house of God. Amen. Gold stands for money. Do you know that money is represented by gold? Yeah. The amount of gold that backs the money, if you've done any economics, you know that the amount of gold that backs any uh, currency de determines the value of the currency. Wow. That is how come the currency of Zimbabwe, for instance, was nothing because the gold back in it had been depleted. Are you with me? Somebody had taken all the gold. So when the gold is taken, so what they were doing is they're printing paper. The paper they are printing does not back the amount of gold they have to back it. And that's how come you have the devaluation. Because I'm teaching economics. So if, if like the gold, let's say the gold is 1,000 uh, kg. The weight of the gold that is sitting in the government vault is 1,000 kg. And the amount of money is 1,000 uh, uh, pounds. That means that each pound is backed by 1 kg of gold. Are you with me? If another country has 10,000 pounds and they have 1,000 kg of gold, then it means each pound of that country is worth, divide that by, by 10. So it's worth what? 0 0.1. Are you with me? So this country will have 1 to 1. That country will have 0 0.1. If another country has 100,000 and the gold there is 1,000, it means that it's 0 0.01. I, are you getting what I'm saying? I'm teaching economics. This is not preaching. It's preaching, Pastor. Are you getting it? So it is the gold that makes a country's money valuable. That's how come you see that the country will be there, then the money is falling down. The money is falling because the money that's been printed in circulation Small. is now bigger than the amount of gold resources that is there. So it means that it keeps coming down. So as the country is overspending, what they do is they print more money. And the more money they print, the less value it has. Are uh, you getting it? That's how come the, the, the uh, pound has gone up, or the pound has gone down, or the pound is, is uh, against the dollar has gone. It means that the gold, the backing, the amount of pound in circulation. So when we talk about, anytime you see gold, remember it is money. Are you with me? Things for gold. Which means that in the church, there are things that money has to do. Prayer will, not Prayer will never do. Your time will never do it. You what you have to give for the, the house to move on is gold. You can't replace gold with silver. You can't replace gold with wood. So there are a lot of churches, we try, we, we give our time. We're always in church, but money doesn't come. You are trying to replace gold with wood. It doesn't work. He said that for the things of gold, I gave gold. For the things of silver, I gave silver. For the things of brass, I gave brass. For the things of wood, I gave wood. 
which I gave my time when I needed to give my time. I gave my resources when I needed to give my resources. I gave my skill when I needed to give my skill. Because all these things help for the house to go on. Am I talking to somebody? Are, are you with me this morning? Yeah. So don't just throw money in the, in the, in the coin, in the offering bag, and not give your time. You are not helping to build a house. Are you with me? And don't give only your time and not give your money. You are also not helping to build a house. And don't give only your skill because you can sing, you can play instruments, you can usher, you can, you can do all those things and not give your money or give your talent or give your whatever. It doesn't help to build. Hallelujah. Whatever needed to be given for the house to be built, he said, I prepared. And see, the word prepared means it was deliberate. Am I talking to somebody? It was not accidental. It's like, oh, accidentally you come to church. You see, one thing I've noticed about church folks is that if we are not raising a special offering, you don't give. It's like all the time we have to come and stand here. We have to come and give us a lot of, uh, you know what I mean, and try and extort or extract money from you. And you know that this is not a type of church. We don't do that type of, we don't do gimmicks to raise money. Are you with me? And if you know, if you have been in the church for a long time, you know that it's very rare that we raise money often. Very rare. And even if we are going to do it for a very specific thing, or we don't do it. Hallelujah. But you see, the, the, the thing that God has laid on our hearts to do as a church, it requires money. Setting up church, church is not a, a joke. Oh, I say, I don't know whether you know it. I mean, it... If, if, I, if I'm to tell you how much money we've spent on, on uh, Bradford, you'll be amazed. Even the people in Bradford don't know. If I'm to tell you how much money we have spent going to Hall, you'll be amazed. And you see, when they come, they're telling me how much the, where they're going to rent will cost. And I factor it for a year. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Even this building... Where the amount of money we pay for light, heating, and uh, uh, water, you'd be surprised. Because this is a very huge building. In case you're not aware, it goes like twice the size up. And for us to heat the, 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 this room, the heater comes on at 3 in the morning. 3 a.m. You see how your, your heater at home, you, you regulate it. Because, and when you see the bill, you are shaking. So just multiply that. It's like the, the bills that come in this place, you have no idea. Every time, every time somebody's coming for something, every time somebody's coming for something, every time somebody's coming with an, uh, what do you call, receipt coming to collect money, every time, you see. I know you have Yeah. Hallelujah. Because doing a church to any reasonable level requires a lot of resources. Are you with me? And if we are going to go higher as a church and do more, the amount of resources we have cannot take us there. Amen. I know we say we love God. I know we say we love CIC. CIC is my church. CIC is my, we, have, we love. But my, my message this morning, how much really is your affection set on this house? How much really? Because when your affection is set on anything, your money follows. 
Hallelujah. Yeah. When your affection is set on anything, your manifold, and David is a good example. Hallelujah. He said, for silver, I give silver. Go on, next verse, next verse. And I'm going to give you three or four reasons why David did what he did. It's all in this chapter. I'll show you. It says, verse 3. Moreover, because I've set my affection on the house of my God, I've given to the house of God over and above all that I have prepared. So it means I prepared something and I went over it. I prepared my tithe. I prepared my offering. Then I gave more. Hallelujah. I was talking to a, a, a bishop the other day and he was saying that he has been following CICC for a very long time now. And what he's amazed about is the amount of things we are able to do. He has been to this church a couple of times. When he sees the number of people and he sees the things we are doing, he, he wants to ask, how do we do it? Because he is a, he's been he's a church man for a while, so he knows that the amount of people, plus or minus, 10% or 20% are those who pay tight. So whatever amount of people you see, 10% or 20% maximum are the tight payers. So if the tight payers are 20% in this church, and multiply the average tight by 20 by 10, it, it gives you an idea of how much money the church makes. And if the church is making this amount of money and looking at what the church is doing, how do you do it? This is an intelligent person, a thinking person who is talking. Are you with me? And then he said something that really shook me. He said that, and if you were, and you are doing this as a, a, a lay pastor, as lay, you are not doing as professional, you are not doing that as, you don't have full-time staff. He said, I have full-time staff, and I can't do what you are doing. This is my friend talking. I have, I, I, I have full-time staff. I pay them. And we are not doing half what you are doing. And if you, so if you got full-time staff to work, what would you do? And how effective would you be? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. And see, what is stopping us from having full-time staff is not because we don't know what full-time staff have. I mean, believe you me, if you are going to work in this church, I will work you. You'll be amazed. <laughs> don't think that you come and sit here and uh, just go like this. <laughs> and then get up. No, no, no. You'll be surprised. Ask those who volunteer. <laughs> Whether they, they, they come and, and joke. Ask Shawnee and Co. Yeah. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. But can you imagine if we here decide that we are, okay, I can't volunteer. I can't give my, but I'm going to push it with my money. So that we have full time, full time staff to work, and believe me, if you work here, if you work here, we won't pay you much. Are you listening? Listen to me. Shh, shh. Listen to me. If you work here, we won't pay you much. We'll pay your token. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you before before you, you start thinking that you get and you won't get anything. You get what will make you live. <laughs> Hallelujah. Including pastors, you don't get anything. Oh, 
I've been working in this place for eight years. We have been full time. Nobody pays nobody. Amen. And, and I'm telling you that I, I need you to come full time next year. Beginning of next year. I told her, I need you to come full time beginning of next year. Because okay. I, I want to, she has to go and help to start a in Ghana, which means that she has to be gone for like three months. Are you getting it? Oh, you are going quiet. <laughs> and and she, if she's working, wherever she's working, she's being paid a lot of money. And I'm telling her that I'll pay you 10% of what they are paying you there. <laughs> I was just telling her, if you come and work full time, I'm going to pay, pay you 10% of what you have. You, your whole life will be a tight. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it is not a, 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 a vocation. It is not a career move. <laughs> are you getting it? It is giving your life. Giving your life. Hallelujah. And she says that even if you give me something just to keep me breathing, I'll, I'll do it. Because she's been working full time. She works full time there and full time here. And we don't pay her. Hallelujah. Yeah. I have four books or five books on my table that I'm writing. And because I don't have time, I'm going here and I'm being here and I'm doing it. Those four books have not been released. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because I, I'm not full time. I only have 24 hours in a day. <laughs> I wish I had more. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Because I'm working full time. Full time here, full time there. Amen. But I believe that it's time for us to help push the church forward. Amen. Are you with me? It's time for us to help build the house of God. You see, the, the house of God, somebody will say that, but it was in a tent, it was okay. Why are you trying to build a house? To put the God hasn't asked you to move the the, the 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 act from the tent to we are okay, we are fine in the tent. But how many can understand that being in the tent and being in the buildings, they're two different things. And the blessing you get from the tent and the blessing you get from the, the building are two different things. Hallelujah. I, am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Preaching to a, a congregation this size and preaching to a congregation two hundred times this size. Which one is more effective? And we can do it. But to do it, we need to push with our resources, our time, our energy. We need to help to build the house of God. Amen. And if you have been here for, for any length of time, you know that integrity is our main watchword. We will never come and trick you to do anything. Hallelujah. He said, above all, I prepared for the holy house my own special treasure, gold, for gold. Go on quickly. 3,000 talents of gold. 7,000. You see, if I had time, I would give you the equivalent of all these things. And it runs into millions and millions. Uh, are you with me? And, and, and the Bible commentators say, say that David left all his will to the church. 
He never shared, you know, in, in, the, in the culture in the, on those days, when you die, you give your firstborn half of your wealth. And then your other children will share the rest. But his firstborn was not given anything. Are you with me? His firstborn was not given anything because everything David had went to the house of God. Amen. Is it any wonder that you go, we go to Jeremiah 33 and God is saying that this 400 years after, I am still, the promise I gave to David, I'm still working on it to ensure that my, his throne will always be there and even Jesus will come and sit on his throne. Hallelujah. Let's read on quickly. And gold for the things of gold, silver for the things of silver, and for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen. Which means that in the house of God, there are craftsmen. Craftsmen are different type of skills. Are you with me? That needs to be used. For instance, when you come to this church, there are craftsmen. There are people who are uh, teaching people how to write and speak English. It's a craft. Not all of us can do it. Are you with me? There are people like, uh, was it, when was it? Was it Thursday or Friday? Thursday, I, I, I came here and in the, in, during the day, I came to the office. When I got here, Beulah was in the office and she was working out, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? A plan, a prof, uh, what do you call it? A business plan to go and collect uh, food and things from Tesco's and Sainsbury's and all those type of it's a craft. Not all of us can write a proposal to, to go and give to Tesco for Tesco to give us food, cans of uh, what do you call it? Big beans. beans and things to share to the homeless. Are you getting what I'm saying? But somebody has come. It, can you imagine if she was doing that full time? And we are paying her full time to be in that office. Do you understand? To, to do that. Can you, wouldn't she do better, more than that? Would we not be more effective? Would we, not, would we not have more homeless people to look after? You know, he has, she has given me a proposal of, of how she wants CICC to have a building. A church, a, a building that is like a, a hostel where we put the homeless and we train them, we rehabilitate them, write CVs for them, look for jobs for them. When they get jobs and then we move them on and then bring more homeless people. It's part of our mandate as a church. And somebody is thinking and sitting there and doing it and nobody pays them. Can you imagine if we came together and said, let's push the vision. Let's push the house of God. Can you imagine how better and how uh, effective this church will be? Hallelujah. It's only Satan. It's only Satan. That tells us, oh, it's not necessary. It's not important. Let's stay in the tent. Let's keep the church small. It's nice and small. It's family atmosphere. We know ourselves. We know each other. When you make it big and you have all these type of different strangers coming, it won't be a good... No, no, no. God didn't call us to have a family, a family atmosphere church. Are you, are you getting... No, no, that's not the type of... If that's the type of church you're looking for, this is not it. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? I'm waiting for Ukrainian pastors. 
I'm waiting for Eritrean pastors. Slovakian pastors. I'm waiting for them. Amen. I say, how would they hear if no one is sent? And how would they go when they are sent if there are no resources to back? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, this year we, we wanted to start a church in South Africa, Cosmos City. Cosmos City, Pastor Ben will tell you, it's a very big, it's like a city on its own. It's a city without, within a city. And when I went, I drove with a pastor throughout the place. And the number of human beings there, over one million people, the amount of, of human beings. And we're looking at the number of churches there. And majority of our members who we used to bus from Cosmos City to um, Fairlands, where our church, where our church is. We used to bus them. We used to bus them until the church ran out of money. When the church ran out of money, I told the pastor, cut the minibus expenditure. Because if there's no money, how do we bring them? So we cut the, the, the minibus. And when we cut the minibus, it means that all those people now, they are sitting at home. They don't go to church. Are you getting it? So the idea or, or the mind is that let's have a church there so they can walk to that place. So that Because the, the gospel is for the poor people. Are you with me? God, the gospel is for poor people. Amen. How can they hear the, 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 the word? I mean, I mean, I know a couple of people in this room do very well. Like when I was going, a couple of people gave money. That when you go, take this money for the South African church. I can't go myself. I cannot have time to, to go and uh, stay in South Africa to establish the church. But I'm sending you with my money. Go. And the money did a lot. Because when I go to the church, everything was spoiled. The lights were off. I mean, a, a church, the, 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 what do you call it? It's like one bulb. Only one bulb was working. Yeah, only one bulb was working. The pulpit was like this. I'm telling you, no microphone was working. Nothing in the church. Yeah. But we're able to change all that. Are you getting me? I'm talking about now the Cosmos City. We got there. So, wow. Okay, now. But I realized that now we need a pastor. Because the people are already there. Because when I went, we went to visit some of the church members in Cosmos City. And that they are pastor, we are waiting. That's what they said to me, we are waiting. And I want the church to be there. But the resources. And then the human being who will go and preach. Because if we resource it, we can organize something. But we need a human being. And when we get a human being, we need to equip them. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? There's a lot that we can do. Are you, are you getting it? Some of us in this room, God has blessed us. At least because really, your, your few pounds does wonders in places like South Africa. I'm telling you. Because whatever money you're holding, multiply by 20. <laughs> are, are you getting it? 
whatever amount of money, you see, if, if, if we get, say, 6,000, 6,000 rands, it's more than a salary for, isn't it? Yeah. 6,000 rands would be very good salary for a pastor. In, 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 what is 6,000? Six, six, it's 300 pounds. That's a monthly salary, salary for a pastor. So can you imagine if I get one person today, I'm going to pay a pastor one year salary. That's 3,600. That will get us a pastor and a church in Cosmo City. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that person will be there, and you'll be amazed when you go. You see, that's when I say when I say that you in your lifetime try and build a house. That's what I'm talking about. Because you may not be able to go there and establish a church yourself, but your money can go. Are you with me? And, and you see, in heaven, all the souls that are won, you have a share in that. Because without your resources, that church will not be there. Hallelujah. You see, as we are sitting here and souls are being won here. Do you know that the people who helped to build this building, they are getting rewards in it. Yeah, even though they are dead and gone. In heaven, their rewards are, are increasing. Because they gave to this building. Even though the building has been sold to the, from the Methodist church to us, they are still getting rewards. Believe you me, one day this room will be too small. This building will be too small. In fact, we saw it at the Contagious Service and the International Day that really we are, we are going to struggle. I was telling Uncle Fred that we have to quickly remove this so that we put... So can you imagine as, as uh, uh, Manchester is coming on board, uh, we are going to have about five churches next year by the grace of God, and some of them will be in, in, in the UK. So when we are having a, a, a family service and all of them come, where are we going to put them? So very soon we have to think of getting a bigger building. Are you getting what I'm saying? Very soon we have to. And you see, if your heart is not set on this church, all this thing I'm talking will be nonsense to you. You are preaching. Do you understand what I'm saying? If if your heart is not in this place, everything I'm saying will be nonsense to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why do, we need, why do we need to have a full-time, full-time staff for homeless people? Are there no homeless people in uh, 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 Kenya and Zimbabwe and uh, Cameroon and Ghana and all the places we come from? If we, what, 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 are, what, are the, what is the council doing about it? The Lee City Council is the amount we pay, we pay tax. They should look after the homeless. Hallelujah. But can you imagine somebody who is homeless on drugs? We get them off the street. We put them in our CICC hostel. We teach them how to uh, uh, um, and bring experts to talk to them and counsel them, get them out of drugs. And we get them jobs. And uh, their lives are turned around. You know, I was talking to one homeless guy one of the times we went to visit, and he was telling that he used to be a manager at HSBC. He used to be a manager at HSBC Bank. And then he had a problem with his wife. And they got divorced. And the wife took everything he had. And out of the depression, he fell into drinking 
and then drugs. And before he knew what was happening, he found himself homeless. You know, and as we're talking, he said, you don't know, we are, we are a few steps away from homeless ourselves. Are you understanding? Because this is not uh, somebody who was like the hopeless person. He was a manager. Yeah. So such a person, can you imagine if we put a person in a hostel, get experts to come in, work with them, revive them, get them out of drugs and everything, rehabilitate them, and get them back into work again, and get them back to have, have uh, uh, can you imagine now the person doesn't only have a revived life, but he have a, what do you call it, Christ as well. And they go, do, don't you think that they'll be, because the Bible says, who is forgiving much, will love much. Can you imagine the amount of love they will have for God, for what God has done for them, and what they will do for others. And you are not talking about a lot of money. We are talking about money we can really let go. I was working I, I was working out figures in my head that for us to get even a, a skeleton staff next year who will work full time, we're looking at about forty thousand. And that is not even one person's salary. That's everybody who will be talking. <laughs> because we don't pay, we give tokens. <laughs> Yeah, we, we give them talking so that when they are late, we can <laughs> get on their case. Can, can you imagine what I'm talking which, which really, if we have 40 people to say that I'm going to join in that scheme, next year I'm going to give 1,000 towards, for the whole year, towards us going full time. Oh, I can give 500, I can give 200. You, let's read on, let's read on quickly. My time is up, isn't it? I, I didn't get to, maybe we'll talk about next. next. But, but go to the last verse, verse 9. Then the people rejoiced, for they had offered willingly, because with a loyal heart, they had offered willingly to the Lord. Amen. You have to have a loyal heart towards what I'm saying. Otherwise, it will, it will be nonsense to you. Uh, you get what I'm saying? You have to have a loyal heart. That Listen, I need, I love the house of God. I love to see people, the work of God go on and do well. Hallelujah. I'm going to invest in the house of God. Amen. How many are going to Join David and me. Give me a wave. Because I'm going to join to give towards the house, to move the house of God. Because we don't want to have another year like we've had. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have to go higher. Are you with me? Because another year of pastors working elsewhere, of staff working elsewhere and volunteering. Uh, Shani, how many hours or minutes do you volunteer a week here? How many? Ten hours or eight hours for the whole week. And I, 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 is it, have you finished the work? You haven't finished? Oh, ten hours is a lot of hours. 
You mean you haven't finished at all? It's an ongoing thing. So, if somebody was to, to be employed full time, do you think that they'll have a lot of work to do? They'll have a lot of work to do. Oh, tell them, let them hear. There's a lot of work. Is there a lot of work? And it, 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 not any idiot can do it. <laughs> you need somebody who is schooled to, to work with certain... You, because you're doing figures, right? Is it figures you're doing? Yeah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet.